Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. You can join our free Facebook group. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. Today we're talking about white coat syndrome and what we can do to calm ourselves so that we don't have to experience this and that if we do, what we can do when it's happening. So what is white coat syndrome, first of all, and um, why do so many people suffer with it? It's so amazing that when we're going to the doctor, which is what the white coat syndrome is about, not just the physician, but uh, uh, any of the health professionals, many people get extremely worked up. And one of the big problems, the reason that this shows up quite often is because people get their blood pressure taken when they are going to the physician's office and it will be so high that they think that there's a problem. So let's see what this is all about. And then let's have five tips to actually calm your white coat syndrome down. White coat syndrome is anxiety. It's so if you've ever wondered, anybody who's listening who doesn't think they have anxiety, maybe listening for a loved one, white coat syndrome is anxiety in response to contact with a medical professional. And so if you've ever gotten that weird feeling about going to a medical professional, that's what anxiety feels like. And often, like I said, it can cause your blood pressure to skyrocket and What's unfortunate is often when you go to the physician's office, you're going to have your blood pressure checked. So this can make people very uncomfortable thinking that the doctor is going to think, oh my goodness, there's something wrong with them. And actually the person who's experiencing white coat syndrome really doesn't feel good because that uh, jolt of blood pressure going up and the anxiety itself and all of the stress hormones raging feels pretty lousy. And so it's our fear and our worry that what we're going to the physician for that has this all worked up. Often people, just the thought of getting their blood pressure checked makes it go up. So even if they're not at the physician's office, so it's just, you see, begin to see these places where we attach our anxiety or nervousness. We attach it to very particular things in our life. So what you can do is you can ask the doctor, usually it's the nurse, you can ask the nurse to check your blood pressure again. 
either at the end of the appointment or sometimes they will just give you a little while to hang out in the room and relax and she can take it maybe right before the doctor comes in. Now, many physicians are totally aware of what's going on and will ask you how you're feeling and give you a chance to either catch your breath or calm down and maybe they can even just chat with you and relax you a little bit and then take it at the end of the appointment. It's always best to be upfront with your physician about this. Don't try to hide it and act like you're okay when you're really feeling quite anxious. Let them know. Let them know that just the thought of coming into the doctor's office got you kind of worked up and that your blood pressure is probably ramping up because of your stress and your anxiety. You know, they do understand. And I want to say this about your physician, because there's been a lot of chat in the big Facebook group on Facebook that we gather and talk about what the show and answer questions if people have things that are going on. A lot of people have been talking about different things, both doctor's offices and dental offices. And so I think this is a good place to say this, that if you are not happy with your physician, of course, it's dependent on your insurance policy and what kind of uh, choices you have. But do not be going to physicians that you feel uncomfortable with. What we are doing when we are seeing a medical professional is we are putting our trust in their hands. We are putting our health in their hands. And we need to be seeing someone that we can trust and that we can take their suggestions and their prescriptions and their care for us. We need to be able to take that in fully, not to question it. I often see people come to the Facebook group and ask questions about what their doctor suggested for them. Now, it is my belief that if you do not trust your physician, you need to find another physician. You need to be able to trust them. Of course, if you have questions, ask them. Have them discuss it with you. If they're prescribing something for you, you need to be able to talk to them about it and be clear on what it is or if they're having you do particular therapy or changes in your life. You need to know why and how it's going to help you and for how long. Ask these questions. Take a notebook with you to your physician's appointment and write these things down. I know I have Kaiser Insurance and they send you, that they will have everything come to you via email if you want. So uh, you can be clear on what you talked about and what happened and you can ask questions and the physician can answer you. The At this point, we need to remember that the physician is working for you and that you are the customer and you need to have clarity. This is the most important thing that you pay for is your health. So be sure to ask questions and maybe this can actually even help you not feel so worked up for going into the doctor's office. Maybe you will feel more in control 
If you know that you have your notebook with your questions in it and you can kind of take the reins, you are there as the customer. And it is your right to have information that is about your health. This is what they're being paid for, is to take care of you. And so be sure to ask your questions. I'm telling you, just taking a little bit of control like this is going to make you feel more calm. And maybe you won't even need to have the nurse take your blood pressure twice. So let's talk about uh, some steps that you can do to keep you in a more calm place. Number one, before you go to the doctor's office, you can do a relaxation practice. Now, that can be many different things, right? You could do the body scan. You could do some yoga. You could do your Tai Chi. You could do your meditation. You can do some form of a relaxation practice. You can listen to one of your apps that maybe has a short relaxation meditation for you. I would say it would be great to do that prior to you going to your physician's office so that you have already kind of let your mind and body know that, hey, we're relaxed here. Everything's okay. This place we're going to is not scary. It's not going to hurt us. And it's okay to be calm. We can handle this. Everything is all right. And I am safe. That's what our relaxation practices can do for us, is they let the mind and body know things are okay right now. I'm safe. I don't have to be hitting the alarms. We can let the the lizard brain take a break. No need for panicking. Number two is you can use a relaxation practice at the doctor's office. So the same things that I mentioned above, such as listening to one of your apps with a relaxation on it, a relaxation practice on it, you could do that in the doctor's office. You could just sit quietly and meditate. You don't need to have even earbuds in or anything Even a screen in front of you, you can just gently half close your eyes and watch your breath. It's very relaxing. And it will really let, again, let your lizard brain know that, hey, she's breathing slowly and there's no excitement. I think things are okay. And it will back off. You won't have to be ramping up. Number three You could distract yourself. I prefer that people use relaxation practice over distraction, but if this is the one that's going to work for you, use distraction. Again, this is a place where you could use your phone. This is a place where a smartphone can be really helpful. And you could be cleaning up your email or maybe reading an article. Maybe you are just um, tooling around looking at your Facebook or whatever, but try to find something on there that's calming and that can actually make you feel like you're relaxing a little bit. You don't want to be reading anything exciting or anything that's going to be upsetting you. You could be leafing through a magazine. This is the perfect place for magazines. I I think that's the only place there are magazines anymore. I recently went to uh, hear a 
author speak here on Maui, and it was it was set up by a, a, mag, a particular magazine, and they handed out sample copies of the magazine at the end of the talk. And I realized when I brought them home, it was the only magazines I had in the house. I really think the only place there are magazines anymore is in the doctor's office. So help yourself to looking at them, right? Or maybe the hair salon, right? So use, you know, use the distraction of a magazine or your phone. It's fine. It's the place to do it. Take your mind off of what you're there for and just let yourself settle down a little bit. Number four, you can focus your attention away from the environment, away from the doctor or why you're there. You could be planning your dinner. You could be planning, use that time as kind of like mental focus time, but mentally focus away from the doctor's office. Just consider this is some downtime. You usually do have to wait in the doctor's office or the dentist's office. And so this is kind of some downtime. So maybe I'll be, maybe I'll plan what I'm going to do with the rest of the day. Maybe I'll plan what I'm going to make for dinner. That way I can pick up the ingredients on the way home. Just consider it as like the kind of time that in your busy day you're looking for. Oh, if I could just have a half an hour where I don't have to do anything. One of the nice things about waiting in an office is there is no one there clamoring for your attention. You've already set the time aside to be doing something else, which is being at the doctor's office, you know, taking care of this appointment. So you don't have work vying for your attention. You don't have family and friends looking for you. As far as everyone else is concerned, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, you're at a doctor's appointment and nobody's really going to bother you. So actually use that time. What is it that you want to do during your day when you say, I wish I just had a half hour to myself? You know, uh, what we don't have much of anymore is just time to just be. Like really let your imagination wander. If you have a window you can look out, you can see the sky maybe and watch the clouds. This is the kind of time we don't have much of anymore. So why not take advantage of it? And instead of getting worked up and having your blood pressure start to creep up because you're in the waiting room of the doctor's office, why not use it as real live imagination time, relaxation Let yourself actually see if you can be bored for a moment. Just be. Your blood pressure and your anxiety will thank you for it. And number five, contain your fear about what the doctor says to you. So what, what I mean by that is keep it in its own little box. Like you might be fearing what the doctor is going to say or what the doctor does say. And you don't want to let that spill over into your whole day, your whole world. That's the thing that's going to make your blood pressure go up. So just be conscious of the report that you get or what you're there for. Perhaps you're worried about hearing about a particular tests that were run and just let that be what it is. This is what we talk about all the time. And this is what we have to practice. 
These are the times that we practice it. This is the time to be with what is, what the doctor says, what the report says, whatever it is, let it be what it is. It's always just in that moment. It isn't a a sentence and it isn't something forever. Just be with what it is for the moment and contain it into that moment, not let it run into the future, which is what we do. We put it into our imagination, into our negative imagination, and we run with it into a lifetime and we have ourselves all worked up. So be be aware of that. Be aware of whatever is, is. It's always something you can deal with. We don't always like what we hear. It isn't always what we wanted or wished for, but we can handle it. And the more that we go in with that attitude, the better that we are for holding it like that. I hope that these tips will be helpful for you because this is extremely common. And even people who don't have anxiety have white coat syndrome. So know that you are not alone with feeling this way, but that you can deal with it. You can deal with it by doing your practices of relaxation and distracting yourself focusing away from the environment that you're in, and by being able to remember that whatever comes up, you can handle. You always do, but we forget that. We think this is the time I'm not going to be able to handle things. So just contain your fear and use the moments that you are there to your advantage. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. You can set up a free 15-minute call with me to see if this is the right direction for you at this time, and if I am the right person to work with you. We can sort these things out. So feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, get that appointment set up for the free 15-minute call, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. You can clear this anxiety panic now. I look forward to hearing from you. And now for today's quote. As a doctor, let me tell you what self-love does. It improves your hearing, your eyesight, lowers your blood pressure, increases pulmonary function, cardiac output, and helps to wire the musculature. So, if we had a rampant epidemic of self-love, then our healthcare costs would go down dramatically. So this isn't just some little frou-frou new age notion. Oh, love yourself, honey. This is hardcore science, and that's from Dr. Christiane Northrup.
I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 